Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and in a move where I'm slightly concerned about um, the route of the show going forward, we have another guest this week. Um, <laughs> these my, my two gentlemen today uh, would fit perfectly in a groove together. It's, uh, <laughs> Mr. Brad Dowdy and Mr. Mike Dudek. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you're trying to push me out, Brad. No, every, every week you're bringing guests onto the show. Now, what's happening? Not at all. Not at all. Hey, it's it's a it's a credit to you that the you know the show keeps growing, the audience is getting wider, and they want to you know hear about hear more people on the show. And I think it's only an only good <laughs> thing. And you know, the the sooner you're off the show, the better. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go that way. Did I say that out loud? It's like in the last five five ep- five episodes, uh, three of them have had a guest. Yeah, at least. I, I mean, uh, pe- people people want to uh, hear hear other voices than ours and uh, hear some hear good stories and and cool ideas and 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 good bloggers like we have today and uh, Mr. Mike Dudek. So um, it's 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 all good, and uh, you're not going anywhere, Mike. Good. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep you around. You're not getting rid of me. No. Seeing that the show probably wouldn't happen without you. So. <laughs> oh, so how are you, sir? I am very well. I'm excited Should for today's we? show. Yeah. Ready for Christmas? No. No. Yeah, we are recording on a Monday, by the way, which I guess I forgot to remind people today. But we reminded them last week. Hey, so it'll, be a, fi- it'll be a they'll surprise. Figure it out what, yeah, it'll be an early Christmas present from, from us to the listeners. And we're recording on Monday next week too, because otherwise yes. um, it will be a uh, interesting episode. <laughs> no, I, that would be an awesome episode because it would be Tuesday about an hour or two before midnight, yep. New Year's Eve. That would might have gone down as the greatest episode in Pen Attic podcast history. <laughs> we'll never know, will we? <laughs> never know. No, <laughs> we count in counting the New Year together. Yeah. Yeah, that would be special in its own kind of way. Oh, I, I just had a terrible joke to come into my head. I'm going to do it anyway. So we get ready to count in the new year. Pen. Nine. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, so let me save you. Let me save you. There's a reason you have to chop me off this show. Yeah, exactly. It's becoming obvious. Um, One of our listeners last week, like right after we posted last week's episode, did maybe the single most awesome thing I have seen since we've been doing this podcast. Mr. John Hume, one of your, one of your countrymen, mm-hmm. uh, he's at Humedini on, uh, on Twitter. He sent us a link after last week's show, and I about fell out Me too. when I saw it. He said, the, the tweet says, checking out episode 85 and following along with Pen Addict Podcast Bingo. And he made his own bingo card. For our episode, which features um, blocks you can uh, bingo bingo blocks you can fill out like um, Twisby five forty ROC Visionaire <laughs> Field Notes Retro fifty one Kickstarter and you, you check all these things off to make your bingo. He actually he bingoed on uh, let's see he bingoed on Twisby five forty Rock Vanishing Point. He got the free bingo spot High Tech C and Lamy Safari. <laughs> I like week. some of them. So uh, Brad promises to review something. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and Mike makes a lusty noise. 
Oh dear! Even Ed Jelly's got his own uh, spot yeah, on the board. Ed's got his own block. Everyone should strive to have their own uh, Panatic Podcast Bingo block. I know that's moleskine paper sucks. This, this good... is excellent. Like I not only do I encourage, um, I encourage people to go and check it out because we got it in the show notes. You can get those at five by five TV slash Penaddict slash what episode are we on? Eighty six. Eighty six. Um, but also, you know, so, so yeah, please go and find it for yourself. Play along for yourself. I encourage John to continue making well, more and all of you guys as well. Like if this is something that you enjoy, maybe make your own boards and send them in. I think it's very funny. Or, or I would love people to send in pictures of uh, of their bingo boards after they listen to the show. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, John, John didn't just handwrite it. This is like... Laid, he laid this out, you know, yep. in a document like a PDF. Like, you know, it's got squares. It's all printed out. It's all computerized. It's not like handwritten. He did a good job. Did an this thing? Job. It looks. It looks pretty legit. Yeah, it's like we should, <laughs> we should do something. We should uh, we should work with John to uh, to provide the file to listeners or something like that on the like a downloads page or something like that. Yeah, I've, I have a PDF. Okay, cool. He sent me a PDF, so it's in the show notes. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome yeah so print it out and 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 play along and then we'll have to we'll have to update it as we go but this is this is pretty solid i don't know if i would add add anything to it i'll have to think of something but yeah mike makes a lusty noise god that's great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, talk about lusty noises um i made a mistake last week with the show notes um i didn't include a link to the rotofard and tashkenberg lighter um the the case that I have for my for my iPad that I spoke about for a bit, um, I forgot mm-hmm. to include a link. So I've updated last week's show notes, but I'll also include a link to the Rotofarden website in this week's show notes as well, in case you wanted to check out the case that I was talking about. Because I had a couple of people that wanted to to look at it or or buy one for themselves, and and I forgot to include the uh, the link to the Taschenbegleiter. And apparently, I pronounced that pretty well. I've been told. Good. Good job. Yeah, and it's it's well worth checking out. So um, it's a pretty unique thing that they're doing. So cool. And uh, I mentioned last week that I bought a a medium gold nib for my Pelican. Yes, sir. And I couldn't be happier. Good. It's it's fantastic. Um, I've been enjoying. It's the only pen I've used um, Mm -hmm. since I received the nib, which I and I received the nib like the day after the show last week. Um, It's really really smooth. Um, I haven't had a lot of problem with uh, ink drying times um, because it's a medium nib. Um, I've been using the Iroshizuku. There's another check on the on the board for you. <laughs> Interestingly, I don't really know what this says about me and you, but other podcasts have drinking games, but we have bingo. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that says about us. Um, well, I mean, it's a podcast about pens, all right? So, yeah, I mean, I, we're already, we're already yeah. one foot into the grave. Yeah, so I've been using uh, the Iroshizuku Fuyugaki ink, which is the orange one that I've spoken about a bunch of times. So the ink drying is fine. Um, there's actually no more bleed through, really, than there was on the using the extra fine nib, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um there is one thing that, that I've noticed, and I know that there's a technical term for this that I don't know, but on the nib itself, 
like um not at the point like higher up towards like the, the, the where it meets the pen there's like ink there like spotted on there quite mm-hmm. a lot uh, what is that called um that's a good question do you know what um, i'm saying yeah yeah like on the front of the nib yeah nib nib creep like nib creep. creep that's it that's that's creep, what I was usually yeah on. creep like it comes in like along like the tine line yeah is that what you're talking but about it goes up a little bit further too Mm. Um, I don't know. It's quite is it? long, mm-hmm. um, and it tends to be, there tends to be some ink on there. It's no, never so much that it's a problem, but it's just it, not all of like for example the Twisby five forty ROC uh, doesn't. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't. Ding. We need a we need a bell. We get, ding. I I think <laughs> I can play I can play some noises <laughs> like that, but um, <laughs> see it happened again. Uh, it doesn't happen on most of my other pens, but it does on this one. Is it also happening on the extra fine nib as well? I don't know if it's just something that... I don't know if it's a Pelican thing. I mean, it's not an issue, but it's just yeah. something that I've noticed. My Pelicans don't do that, but, I mean, I have some nibs that are more prone to doing that than others just out of nature. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the exact reason why. I don't have that issue with the Pelicans, though, um, but I do notice on... Some are definitely more prone to having that creep or, you know, I mean, if, you know, fountain pens can be so delicate, even like the slightest little bump or, or anything will, will, you know, throw a spot of ink out on the nib sometimes. So, yeah, you know, it, it could be anything, but, you know, I just make sure the Pelican's are really, really simply made. So I just make sure that the, you know, the nib screwed in, screwed in firmly and that, you know, the, um, the pistons fully closed and tightened, and you, you should be in good shape. Uh, yeah, that's too much. Yeah, it could be that I'm throwing it in a bag and stuff like that. It could be a combination with the ink as well. Maybe the ink is, is I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. It's not an issue. But it's just an observation. Uh, sure. But overall, I'm really, really happy with it. Um, have you tried the the Cold Horizons yet? I haven't. I'm kind of scared. I want you to because I, I know. I'm not, I'm not. I don't know what's happening. It feels oh. like this. Like this tape okay. is very different to me. All right. So you're you're still having issues. And I saw yeah. Ed, Ed Jelly was posting a pic today where his cover's like totally mangled, um, like cracking and that sort of stuff doesn't bother and, me. And all I kinds of weird ways. <clears throat> I haven't got that at all. But okay. Just, I, all right. I'm just seeing more. I'm I'm sure I'm, the the paper's bleeding through more than than previous. I will edition. break. I will break it out today. Thank you. Which one is, I am, uh, wonder if I'm going I, mad or not. No, I'm due for a new notebook. Right. Shall we uh shall we take a quick break and then and then talk to talk to the dude? Let's do let's do it. Oh dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Panavic Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all in one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and ten percent off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TallyHo. 12. Squarespace are constantly updating their platform with new features, designs and more support. They have beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust, craft and tweak so you can really create your own space online. They take care of hosting, SEO and even make your site automatically look fantastic on any device. 
It's incredibly easy to use, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees that are on their customer care team, which are based in New York City. Squarespace truly cares about design, and it shows throughout their whole website, from the way that their public website looks to the way that your websites will look and to the way that they look on the back end as well when you're updating posts and making changes to your site. Last week, we spoke about people trying to set up blogs for themselves. Um, you know, when we were talking a lot about that, we've had people get in contact with us and say that they're going to be signing their own pen blogs, which is awesome. Personally, I suggest and recommend Squarespace. I personally recommend them. Um, I've been using them for years. I have MikeHurley.net there. I even updated my uh, field notes page today with some of my additions that I've got recently. Um, I have a special field notes page that I do, and it took, takes minutes for me to just take the photos, drag and drop them into a new block, and then I can resize them and add a little uh, caption as well. It's very easy for me to do, and I can just drag and drop them around the page. I build my pages in Squarespace the way that I would want to. I don't need any coding knowledge or anything like that. It's literally dragging and dropping stuff around in the web browser, which is awesome. I use them, Brad uses them, and the dude uses them too. So we're going to talk about his blog in a bit. So Mike Dudek is also a Squarespace customer. And I would hazard to say we're all very happy. As I said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free. There's no credit card required to do it. And if you decide to purchase, their plans start at just $8 a month and include a domain name if you sign up for a year. So you really get the whole package. Don't forget that you're going to get 10% off and support the pen addict if you use the code TALLYHO12. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O-1-2. So thank you to Squarespace for supporting 5x5, the pen addict, and me and Brad. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Squarespace. And one one quick thing before we uh, move on to Mike. Uh, since that um, we did the blogging episode with Ed, I've had at least two or three people flat out start blogs since that episode and email me to say, hey, thanks for doing that. That really helped out a lot. Here's the link to my new blog. And that, that's been some some pretty cool feedback that I don't think was necessarily expected by me. Um <clears throat> You know, I wasn't sure about that that episode to begin with, if it kind of fit in with everything else, but I think it's turned out to be a, a pretty good resource for people, and I've gotten lots of really good feedback from that. So um, keep yeah. those questions coming in if, if people still have questions about starting a blog and things like that. So I mean, I had no doubt that it would fit in because this show came from a blog. Blog True. was what started it, and, and this is basically the, the audio version of the Panatic blog with That's a true. British That's person, true. too. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. All right, Mr. Mike Dudek, how are you, sir? Excellent. How are you guys? Good, good. Finally, glad to find, get you on the podcast. I'm, you know, Mike. Mike talks about you know how I've had so many guests recently, but it's because I like talking to interesting people and you know people that make me think and people that do good work. And you know I couldn't uh, imagine having on a, a a better guy than yourself. So thanks for uh, being on today. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, you and, got it. And, this isn't a uh, definitely to go back from before. We're not we're not trying to interview for Mike's job or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> guys, lay off. Yeah, yeah. back yeah. off. So, so do that. Yeah, where do people? I mean, you know, listeners to the show, I reckon, will be familiar with your work. Like, what what do you do online that people will will know? Well, I started the the Clicky Post blog, pen blog, I guess you could say back. It's only been probably since I think I officially started that blog in March or and, and then just barely started sort of really getting heavy into it in May, kind of around the same time that you and I, I guess both of you and I got acquainted 
um, I don't know, initially. So it's just kind of interesting how the timing all sort of fell together. But yeah, clickypost.com is my blog. I, I'm definitely a, a pen addict, so <laughs> to say the least. Um, yeah, so it's you're, just uh, you're one of those guys. Like you're like a typical listener of the show, where you like you start listening and you're kind of kind of like this sort of stuff. And then as time goes on, you've just become like totally obsessed with <laughs> like yeah. the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the picture of his office on Instagram? No, I'll, I'll go on it and I'll take a look. Yeah. Right. It's like loaded up with the. Uh... <laughs> oh, look how, at that. How, how is that? How has your office space changed in the past, you know, nine months or whatever? <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, I guess we could, we could kind of go back to like when I started the blog, I, um, I mean, I maybe had a, a handful of decent pens. You know, I, I'd always liked pens, I, I, like any other real. <laughs> I love that. Everyone says that. I kind of <laughs> like pens. I kind of like them. I, like, I used but... to like them a little bit, and now they've ruined my life. <laughs> yeah. It's like my marriage is is in jeopardy. No, <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, like most probably pen addict people, you. You know, you you just enjoy certain types of pens and you try different types of pens. And then you end up, you know, on your lunch break, sort of perusing pen aisles. And I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it starts getting bad. And so you have to either get some intervention or just go go straight for it, you know. But that's no, but my my little office area. Yeah, I I'm even still trying to figure out new solutions for storage and you know, Brad, you and I, I think, have exchanged some emails or texts about long-term storage. So if you notice in that picture, I have probably like six or seven, you know, cubes and blocks and grooves just going all at the same time for <laughs> to just store my own stuff, let alone, you know. So it's 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 madness. It pretty yes. much is. What yeah. are what are cubes and blocks and grooves? Oh. I didn't mean to segue. Is that uh, <laughs> no? I wanted you to. So this <laughs> yeah, is good. That's, gotcha. That's perfect. Gotcha. Point. Well, I uh, as sort of a byproduct of the blog, it gives me a place to kind of record what I'm doing or what I'm up to. And one thing I really like about it is it's kind of like an ongoing journal, I guess you could say, of my my pen fanaticism and also little projects that I'm doing along the way and. Yeah, if you guys, I mean, I guess I I think back to episode. I was looking it up. It's episode fifty five of the podcast when we first kind of connected. I guess you could say, and I sent you guys a couple things. I sent you a an iPhone speaker, an acoustic iPhone speaker, which I was I was playing around and tinkering with those for a while, and then a little pen holder. But I guess where the cubes and blocks and grooves started is. I just found like a scrap piece of walnut at a, a local lumber yard that I was going to when I was buying some plywood to make some more iPhone speakers. And I thought to myself, well, I could make something kind of cool out of this. And so I took it home and, you know, I went out in the garage in the shop and, and uh, I ended up, you know, kind of making these small little minimalist cubes. And I was looking back, like I said, as a diary on the, on the, the clicky posts and I noticed that my first presentation of those to the world was on I think May 29th where I just had mentioned you know and posted some pictures that yeah I was out in the shop working and I put together these little things uh, and then I, I noticed that by 
uh, June 10th, which is less than two weeks, I had the Clicky Trading Post, which is my little shop on there, up and running. And it, it, it honestly, like when I initially made those, it, it didn't even cross my mind necessarily to to start. I guess you could say my little side business making pen holders. It it just kind of all flew together really fast and. Now it's a, a big part of kind of who I am and the persona behind the blog. And I don't know, it's just, it's turned out really cool, but I don't know. <laughs> so what, what made you like wake up one day and start this blog to begin with? Like what, um, you know, what was the impetus behind, you know, I'm going to start writing about pens today. You know, I'm going to go buy a domain name and, <laughs> and see about doing this. Like, how does that, how does that happen? I mean, I know how it happened for me, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, tell, tell us, tell me about like just kind of the genesis of, of the clicky post. It, uh, to be honest with you, my first, my first go around with pen blogging to uh, honestly wasn't oddly enough, wasn't the clicky post. I, I had actually played around with a blogger, like a blogger, blog, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's, that sounded really intelligent. Um, but uh, no, I had I had started something a couple years ago, and I think I threw up maybe a post or two, but, I, and I can't even recall what I named it. I probably had some interesting name that I had put on it, but it just didn't feel like it was the right time. You know, it didn't feel like I was quite deep enough into it <laughs> to really, mm-hmm. to really start blogging. But you know, as then I then I started getting into it more. I, I would have to say, in listening to what you guys do, and I mean, Brad, I've been following penaddict.com for I don't know, probably four years at least. You know, just kind of keeping keeping tabs on what you're doing, and it turns into where you you feel like you need an outlet, I guess you could say to to talk about pens because you can try and do it in the workplace, or you can try and do it with family and friends, and you get these like you know, frilled brows and weird looks from people that, you know, <laughs> you start yeah. going into, into, you know, line widths and, you know, bleeding and, you know, uh, nib sizes and <laughs> stuff. And you completely lose people and they think you need to check into some sort of institution. But it's, uh, you know, so that's really kind of where it started is I, I just thought to myself, you know, maybe I should really pursue this and, and, and just find a place to just let it out, you know, and talk about it and, and share with other people that I know are kind of like-minded with what I am. So, yeah, I, I can't believe it's been less than a year. I didn't look back at the at the dates, but I swear it's it seemed like it's I don't know. It, it, maybe that's that's testament to how good of a job I think you do. It feels like it's been around for years, to be honest with you. And um, you know, I just I, I, how did we even first? start talking i don't even remember i just i think i must have stumbled across your blog somehow and uh, and then we started well, talking and i don't know it's kind of gone on from there yeah it, it oddly enough i think it was just it was when i i think in april i reached out to both you and mike about making you uh, a pen holder just because as a, i guess you could say as just a means of saying thanks and i appreciate the time that you guys put in to, cause this is a, a huge commitment that you guys do every single week, you know, to, to put this together. And I know lots of people enjoy it. So I had, I guess, some woodworking skills <laughs> to where <laughs> I could, I could actually put together something for you guys just to kind of, as like a token of appreciation. And that really is kind of what started the dialogue. And then, 
yeah, really from there, it just, you know, ep- episode 55, I guess, was sort of a, a, a changing direction for the Clicky Post because um, you guys gave a lot of a, a lot of shout out to it, um, particularly the Delrin uh, Render K that, that Mike <laughs> yeah. ended up getting. Um, so it, it just, I don't know, from there, it just sort of, I think we've just continued on since then. It's been yeah. a wild ride ever since. So <laughs> I know Mike, I, know, I don't want to speak for Mike, but I, I think it's uh, fair to say that we were impressed from the get-go with the, the quality um, of the, the cubes and, and the blocks we got. Um, they're just, they're so cool. I mean, they, they fit right in with my desk, their, their style that I like. So yeah, it was, it was easy to share those when it, it's something so cool and something, you know, handmade, you know, by a, a reader and listener and now a, a blogger. Yep. I've got so, mine, uh, mine here. There it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> They're great. They're super fantastic. So you like have a, I mean, essentially a full board work, woodworking work, working shop in your garage, I'm guessing, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually, um, I'd have to say the, the shop, I don't know, it's, it maybe isn't as sexy as it seems, you know? <laughs> sure. Uh, the, <laughs> pictures post, always, the pictures I, always yeah, sexy. I know. Yeah, I, I, try and, I try and have some appeal with my shop. But uh, no, it's, I've converted kind of half of my, my garage into just my woodworking space and my shop space. And I've kind of built all my own sort of portable workbenches to hold my tools and it's it's been something that's developed over time but you know it didn't come overnight but it it's it's just a place that I can go out and tinker and and kind of have I don't know ideas come into reality I don't know I I've, I'm always been kind of a hands-on guy as far as creating things it's like I moved from what like the iPhone speakers or I did think I did coin rings for a while, uh, which I, people thought were pretty cool, um, and then now into these sort of pen pen holders, which it's just fun. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's therapeutic, definitely to say the least. But it's just I enjoy. It. There's an artistic side of it as well uh, that when I create each individual piece, I mean it's it's all hand done. You know, I mean it's me out there working and. You know, every brand that's put on it is hand branded. Every every sand is hand sanded. And so when I send them out to people, there's kind of like, I don't know, I'm kind of parting with a gift. I know that they've bought them from me, but it's like I'm I'm exchanging. I don't know. It's like a, p- a little piece of artwork every time I send it out, which is it's kind of a neat experience. Now, is there a pottery wheel stuck over there in the corner? Uh, there's not. <laughs> 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 hold, hold the hold the ghost jokes, everybody. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, but uh, no, I Brad. That's that's really funny. Brad and I were texting yesterday, and and we were talking about kind of show topics and things. And I said, "Oh, my my history as a potter, uh, which is real, actually." So <laughs> I know, right? I'm a man of surprises, and uh, <laughs> no, I for actually all through. All through high school and into college, I, I took a lot of ceramics classes and ended up, actually, I thought I wanted to go into education and teach ceramics. So I was pretty, pretty deep into it. So won some awards, got some of my pieces shown. Um, what's kind of neat, I guess you could say what sort of started my path of where I could create something and, and have people appreciate it and, and either A, want it or B, want to buy it from me actually started in high school um, with my ceramics. I had, I had lots of people that 
Uh, that's where I sold my, I guess you could say like my first commission pieces, you know, to make certain vases or uh, water pitchers or things like that, that people wanted. And so it just kind of, maybe you could say it, it was a time in my life that it built a little bit of confidence around my abilities to sort of create things and have them be, um, you know, meaningful, meaningful pieces for people. So yeah, it's well, kind of fun. I, I think that background actually shows in, in making things, um, you know, like your pen holders because they're, I don't know. They're they're very well well designed and well thought out, and I don't know. It's just the simplistic style of them is is I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. Um, it's not like a basic wood block, but it's just it's really cool. It's got a lot to it. So it they're they're I don't know. I'm I guess I'm just really impressed that someone you know can go out to to the garage and and end up shipping things like this that they you know <laughs> they've done completely you know by themselves it's it's a very impressive thing well thanks yeah it's i, I don't know if i would call i'd probably call the style uh, that that the the dudek modern goods style is kind of a minimalist because they're all one solid piece which is a little bit different than the pen holders that i sent you and mike back in may mm-hmm. Uh, those were pieces that I, I cut angles, and they have like a little window inside. And so I'm not making those, but the ones I have now, all of them through the cube, the block, the groove to the new uh, display that was just I just released that one just within the last month. What's kind of cool about it, and what I like, is they all sort of fit in the same family because they're made from, in essence, the same stock of wood. They all they all start from the exact same size. And it, they're all one solid piece. So I, I take the one piece of wood and then you just subtract material to where you end up with, with kind of these different shapes. And, and uh, it's, it's fun to work through the process of kind of engineering them and, and coming, coming up with the designs. So I, I don't know. I, I enjoy likewise. It's like they're kind of a modern look because they're very angular and square but at the same time, the dark walnut and the sort of satiny finish gives them sort of a timeless look a little bit. Like kind of it's it's a piece you could have, you know, 50 years from now and it would probably still sort of fit in no matter where you're at. So it's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt that it's definitely uh, kind of a, a timeless piece. And that that kind of leads me into my the, the next path I want to take. One of the things that is a recurring theme on your blog that just makes me drool. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you know, I get called, you know, an enabler for making people spend their money, but you have this thing with, uh, road rings where you've gone off the deep, <laughs> you've gone off the deep end, um, from, <laughs> I don't know, f- how did this road ring obsession start and how out of hand is it right now? Because oh, I, I got to admit man. it looks completely out of hand. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're you're probably spot on with that. Um, I I'd probably say it's like a borderline rotring sort of illness now. Like a like if there's a syndrome around uh, rotring obsessions and purchases, I, I'm definitely affected by it. But it's I I don't know if I would consider myself with all pen brands to be like a collector of sorts. And I know that Brad, you've you've definitely talked about you don't really feel like you're necessarily a collector. Uh, Mike, we know, collects the the Retro 51. Um, that's a bingo slot, by the way. And, uh, so, 
<laughs> but uh, with rotring, I guess there's a certain side of it that they don't really, there's not really anything like it on the market right now. There's some, some pen companies that try. They really do to sort of capture what some of the vintage rotrings used to be. You know, I mean, they're, they, they have kind of a, they're like a futuristic, but kind of a timeless piece at the same time, particularly the, the 600 series. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I look back, I think my first, my first post on clicky post was back in May, actually, I think when I posted about the lava ballpoint that I got for a really good deal. (laughs) I just did it, didn't I? I did it. I made the noise. I want so bad. I want the fountain pen version of that. Mm -hmm. Edgeley has one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I have to admit I ended up getting one of those too but oh come on man <laughs> yeah uh we we can talk mike i can i can help you um come to the decision to buy one i will help you do that but uh <laughs> I, don't know, I don't want to have that conversation they're on ebay they are they're not yeah and you can find them for pretty good deals um with with rotring the thing is, is like anything i i would even relate it to Okay, going sorry, going back to the idea of collecting pens. They're really the only brand that I've now sort of found myself collecting is Rotring because like I said, they don't they don't, most of them are all discontinued models. Like uh Rotring ended up being sold to Newell Rubbermaid, which owns brands like Sanford, um so like Papermate, Papermate and Rotring are technically under the same umbrella now, which you kind of think of the, you look back at those vintage Rotrings and you think like there's sort of a, there's kind of a romanticism to them because they're just so cool and they're so iconic and they're, they look like, you know, and an engineer spent hours just drawing and designing them and, you know, they're just, they're really cool pieces. And so not, not to discount Papermate, but to sort of throw them in the same bucket nowadays kind of, you know, it doesn't have the same savor, I guess you could say, as the previous ones. But um, I, there's just a lot of different older models that that they they used to make, um, like particularly the the 600s. I, I ended up correcting myself uh, because there actually are two different models that people call the 600. Um, I guess if we're going to go into a little rotring education, is that okay? Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I need that okay. education. Yeah, because it's uh, there's the 600 series, which is the hexagonal barrel, metal barrel, all brass, and they have the knurled ends and the knurled grip, um, and a little twisty top thing to change the, you know, the nib size or the color indicator. And then there's the the next step after that, which it almost looks identical. Like if you were to kind of if like you you were looking at a glance, you may you know you may not be able to tell the difference, but they switch to uh, a model called the Newt- Newton, uh, like Isaac Newton, uh, mm-hmm. to where it still shared the same hexagonal barrel, but they lost the knurling. The pens were a little bit smaller. Um, and then they eventually, even after the complete takeover by Newell Rubbermaid, they introduced an additional Newton line that had more rounded edges and like an angled clip, uh, not clip, uh, cap and barrel connection. So, but yeah, so there's. I mean, the two that get interchanged is the 600 and the first Newton. 
which Brad, you used to have, I think, one of the black rollerballs. Yes. Of that one. That mm-hmm. it technically is a Newton, but people mm-hmm. interchange six hundred with Newton. So I, I would say if you call it a six hundred, it's not wrong. Unless mm-hmm. you're like a hardcore like Rotring enthusiast. Um, which I wouldn't call myself a hardcore, like where I'm going to correct somebody. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that like I didn't know until even as as the past months have passed by that I continue to investigate it. But Well, yeah, it's one of the most confusing brands on the market, honestly. Anytime I've tried mm-hmm. to research it, it's like this rabbit hole where there's no way out. I mean, from the original company to essentially – a shutdown to uh, rebranding, repurchasing, you know, and just all kinds of things in between. It's hard to kind of track that lineage of the pins and, you know, which were made where, by whom, at what time, and which model, and, you know, which parts and things. It's it's a very difficult thing to, to, kind, of, uh, to kind of track down. So I, I, I know it's a, it's kind of a challenge to, to, kind of newbie rotring people like myself where you're like, I can't tell the difference between all these things and why is this why is this one three hundred dollars and this one looks the same and it's you know sixty dollars and, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's it's tough. It's tough for anyone like trying to get into rotrings. Well and the price points on them too are just absolutely crazy because because you could spend if you were to just, you know, I on a whim decide I want to go on eBay and I want to buy a 600 fountain pen, you know, new old stock, black in an F nib, I could find one probably and, and drop $350 on one. Somebody's got one listed as a buy it now um, that has it, I would probably say way overpriced um, mm. because you could, I mean, if you, if you look for them, uh, you have to kind of scout eBay and, and sort of understand what you're looking for. But, you know, you might be able to get the same pen in an auction for, you know, less than a hundred bucks, you know, if you really were looking to get one. But um, I, I don't know. I think these types of pens, they do have such a, like you said, Brad, like a mystery about them. Like because of the merger with, with New Rubbermaid, they, there's a lot of information that gets lost, you know, like sort of the lineage mm-hmm. gets sort of broken up and, I don't know. People people just are fascinated by them because of the looks and 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 sort of the company because you, you, like you say you can't find really a lot of good info about them. So it to, it blows me away that the new Rotring hasn't pursued more of the traditional line other than like their pencils, the six hundred uh, mm-hmm. and even like eight hundred pencils because those are I mean those are some of their probably best sellers. Yep, but they and they're they're workhorses, they're tanks, and people love them. But why have they not moved forward with fountain pens and rollerballs? When you know, if they obviously can do the same research we do and see them right. for four hundred bucks online, like to me, that's like red flags of money going up. Saying we should probably <laughs> talk to the marketing department and uh, get something going with this. But because it, they don't, don't do any at all anymore, do they? None. No, they have small, like inexpensive rollers, um, but nothing, nothing along the lines of the 600 or even the Newton series. But uh, I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Brad. No, no, I was just going to say nothing with the, with the impact of some of the designs of these older pens. I would probably call Rotring now like a, an art company. 
They sell more mm-hmm. art related products and they dabble in pens. Yeah. That I yeah. don't know. Uh, I'd say that's accurate. That's yeah. that's pretty accurate. But like like um like Mike, I, I, I lust after one of the uh lava uh models. Yeah, one of my uh online friends, John Gaffney, who writes for Gear Patrol in, in some of his posts, he, he he has a uh he has the lava multi pen, which is his favorite pen and he carries it around a bunch and uh, every time he posts it, I always send him a note saying, "I hate you for posting that pen because <laughs> it, it's just the I, I love the lava finish on on these." And uh, I don't know, Mike, me and you are going to have to go on a on a research project and see if we can come up with some uh, reasonable lava fountain pens for ourselves because I think that's something I would like to add to the the collection just just to have because so um, I found I found them on eBay and yeah, but it's I don't know I don't know. I'm funny about eBay. Well, especially for something like this. I mean, I mean, and they're just, not they're not that badly priced, and they're saying that they're mint in box. Yeah. So, what's your favorite rotary, Mike? Uh, my favorite, I pr- I probably would have to go with. I don't know. They're all they're all good, but I I really like the 600 fountain pen with mm-hmm. the you know the knurled grip. It's just there's something about it. It's a big pen. Um, long. I don't. I don't know. When you use it, it just it's cool. Like it's just it. It's one of those types of pens that you can appreciate the design aspects of it and sort of the engineering that went into it. Because what's cool about them and the Newtons that you had, Brad, it's uh, mm. when you put the cap together, they engineered it to where there's little teeth. Like it's like mm. a gear almost to where the the lines in the barrel have to line up. Um, so, I mean, it's just a small thing, you know, but it, it's just super cool. Um, there is a pen that I do want that, uh, that I don't have yet. It's, um, it's an, this is part of the collector in me coming out, you know, I got that collector itch about it, but there's a 600 ballpoint that, um, it has a retractable tip, but it's just a, it's a retractable pen, but they're they're much rarer i'd say than the other ones but they i mean the people overprice these ones to astronomical amounts like 400 500 and i just wow. it's like there's no possible way that a pen that pen could be even worth that much you know but so who knows someday maybe i'll pass uh, i'll pass one on ebay or something that that fits but no the yeah. fountain the fountain pen the 600 fountain it's if you can if you have an interest in it, definitely, I mean, be prudent. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't recommend a new fountain pen person to just up and spend 200 bucks on one of these pens just because it's, I don't know, it's, it, it definitely it takes a level of commitment to buy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Or like 20, I guess. <laughs> it's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, gotta take it in strides, but which I have not done. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can all we all kind of understand that. <laughs> one one of the other things you you do on your your blog, which has always been interesting to me, and I've learned so much just from from reading it, is reading your blog. Is you kind of you kind of have a reach to where you you're you found a lot of you know neat, interesting, smaller business type. Um, companies or individuals that have kind of related products or 
things that, you know, us in the, the pen blogosphere would enjoy or just some really neat design work that have helped you do things on, you know, with your with your cubes and your your woodworking, you know, like uh, is it is it Josh Paley, one of the um that did the um who did the um the stamp for you the oh the, the brand the yeah, logo brand. oh yeah. that's uh actually Brandon Brandon Wilson from uh, Contrabrand Contrabrand um yeah. his yeah honestly what kind of where that came together was he when I first launched them back in probably June he he and I kind of were following each other on Instagram and he reached out to me and said, Oh, Hey, you know, where can we buy one of these or whatever? And so we just kind of corresponded that way. And I ended up, I ended up following him and seeing all his work that he was doing. And I reached out to him and said, Hey, I mean, you look like an amazing graphic artist. I need a logo, you know, can we work something out? And so we ended up kind of working back and forth and he, came up with the Dudek Modern Goods logo with sort of that that offset kind of 3D um, cube, which just mm-hmm. like blew me away. Like when he when he presented it to me, it just is so awesome. But we ended up doing kind of a little collaboration because um, he does this thing called the Numbers Project. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely would. He This year, he took a day, every day of the year, one through 365, and he designed like a logo around the number. So like the number 17 or the number 100 or the number 320, he created a logo around it. And what we ended up doing is I ended up working with him and making some clocks out of Baltic birch plywood um, and got it laser etched and everything with his designs on it. And it just, it turned out awesome. But um, yeah, the blog, in my, my work, I guess you could say like my personal life, my work, I, I work for a, a software company that uh, helps small businesses. So it's, it's like a marketing, marketing software, but I, I have a soft spot definitely for artisans and craftsmen and small business owners. And I look at the blog, not just as a place to I guess promote and talk about different pen companies or different pen models or to even sell my own products, but like a place to showcase what other people are doing that I, I find really interesting or I, I think is just cool. Like you said, Brad, it's like a related, like related products that sort of fit within, it may not even be like a direct correlation, you know, it depends, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's sort of along the same niche of kind of stuff that people that really enjoy pens might enjoy this kind of stuff as well. But, um, networking is a huge part of like i guess my satisfaction that comes out of the clicky posts it's it's making friends and and like finding these small businesses to not only i guess promote but even sometimes partner with to come up with cool new things creatively and it it just it gives them some exposure and and otherwise like where they may you know they may not necessarily uh get as much you know through through other channels because the pen community is is super open to cool stuff i mean that's just that's just the natural thing of what we do (laughs) yeah and you have a you have a um a page on your site called the small business showcase and we'll put that in the show notes where you you know 
got some features on some of these products, you know, like Dome Paper, Karis Customs, mm -hmm. you know, One Star Leather Goods. We've talked about Keegan before on the show, mm -hmm. Mike and I have, and and Bass and Lokes and things like that. So I know that's something that um, that you uh, that you appreciate, and uh, and we definitely appreciate you putting those things out there for all of us to check out. So. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool stuff. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I think uh, before we you finish, anything, you got I, any, yeah, I was gonna say, you got anything for Mister Dudek? Oh, well, it was for both of you, really, and we haven't spoken yeah. about it. Have you, have you seen the Twisby Classic? I have, and it is about ready to order, right? Yeah, because the writing desk are doing pre-orders for it, which mm -hmm. is a, a UK-based um, pen supplier. I just wonder what you thought of it. It looks really interesting. It's very classic looking. Yeah, naturally. so they Twisby Twisby does a interesting thing and I you know, I on their Facebook page they post a lot of prototypes very early, um, early on in the process. Um some of them make it through and some of them don't. Um this one they posted probably six months or a year ago that they were working on something like this, and I thought it was pretty cool at the time. Um and looking at the pictures now that it's ready to go in production, I think it looks great. I mean, I think this is something I'll, I will definitely order. Um, I'll have to see how the prices um, relate to like the 580. Because actually looking at the writing desk prices, that seems higher than I thought they were going to be. I thought it would be more like in the 20-pound range. But oh, these really? are like in the – yeah, these are like in the 40-pound range. Um, that seems high to me. Nope. Um, I'll have to look, but um, I, yeah, I thought this was going to be like a, the entry level Twisby pen. Well, a diamond, like the, a diamond uh, mini is forty two pounds. Hmm. They're, yes, they're more yeah, expensive, so it's the same sort of like. See, it's the thing like there are so many like basically all of the Twisby range on the writing desk. Mm -hmm. So you, you got mm -hmm. the mini, the classic, and the five eighty are all forty two pounds. Mm -hmm. So they're probably going to be like forty fifty dollars. See, I thought these were going to be like in the Lamy Safari range of right. pricing. Um, so that's, I mean, that's me being mistaken. I, I just, I since they're new coming out. So yeah, I, I mean, you know me, I, I love the Twisby products and, um, me too. and they, if, if anyone could pull off a, a, a rotring style, they can, they, they've made some mechanical <laughs> pencils that, uh, you know, that I don't know how well they sold. I've never bought one, but they're like around $20 that, that look really exceptional, like engineering mechanical pencils and, you know, Twisby's willing to to try a few different things. And have, have you ever reviewed any Twisby products, Mike? Uh, no, I I actually just recently got my first couple of Twisbys. I got a mm -hmm. I, I ordered a 540 uh, in the amber. That's right. That's right. That's color, right. Yep. which I've been eyeing that one for a long time, and luckily I found one since they discontinued it. And then I ended mm -hmm. up picking up a uh, mini in the classic mm -hmm. finish, which I I love that pen with. The reservoir that's I don't know there's something I, I there's kind of a theme on the clicky post to where I usually review metal pens like if you look mm. through it's it's usually always metal barreled pens and I don't know why it's just that appeals to me I don't know it's like the sleekness of them or something like that but uh no the Twisby it's it's an excellent pen like the the mini particularly I'm I love using that thing yeah, um it's great stuff uh, along that line, real quick, the as far as if you want like a rotring esque pen, there's a couple that mm -hmm. you know you don't necessarily have to drop a, a ton of money to get them. Um, 
we both reviewed recently the Levenger LTech fountain pen, mm-hmm. which that I think they did a, a phenomenal job. And there's some history between Rotring and Levenger even. So uh, Retro 51 even made a pen called the, a ballpoint called the Hexomatic, yep. which that actually I picked that one up several months ago before I even got deep into Rotring. But, you know, I think it's like 30 bucks. And <laughs> when I it, Google hexamatic, guess what comes up first? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps the clicky post. <laughs> yes, it's your review. Yeah, that's good. That's so yeah, an, check. That's an awesome pin. I, 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 that's been on my wish list that I keep forgetting to order, but I, I've got to get that one. Yeah, it 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 actually relates to. Um, it goes the design elements behind the hexamatic go a little bit further back in Rotring to the to actually being a true six hundred. Because again, like there's the Newton ballpoints, which have the smooth grip, but the Hexamatic has the knurled grip. Sorry about the doorbell. I didn't UPS. Realize, so I didn't realize a, people were coming. <laughs> so it's a road train delivery. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, but the ballpoint has uh, a knurled grip like the original 600. So they, they went a little bit further back, but I think they did a really good job on it. Cool. I, I, I have to get one of those. That's, yeah, my wish, my wish list... It it goes from extremely long, and then I knock out a bunch. Then I remember that you know, hey, I wanted this pin and that pin. Then it gets back to being like uncomfortably long. Yeah, again. I actually these days try. And, I don't. I actively do not keep a wish list. Yeah, because yeah. it gets too expensive otherwise. I wait until I have an impulse to buy something. Unfortunately, <laughs> my impulses are pulling me towards a a, a Rotring six hundred. But we'll try to ignore yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say impulse shopping is a much better way to go about it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sensible Pl- planned impulse. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, this has been educational and awesome and you know, I this was I was happy to get you on finally because I know we we talk a lot and we got so much uh in in common and I really respect and enjoy what you do on Clicky Post and I wanted to make sure that uh, everyone, you know, out there knows your home on the internet and and checks it out because um, I think you're doing good stuff and uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Well, I appreciate it. You, I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the invite to come out. Absolutely, and we we'll, we will do it again because uh, you you were pro. You, <laughs> yeah. You, you brought your A game today for your your first pen addict podcast appearance. So awesome! Why don't you uh, uh, tell everyone where they can find you again, real quick? And we'll have all this in the show notes. But let's uh, let's get it out there again. Sure. Yeah the the blog is clickypost.com. Not the, it's called the Clicky Post, and I Mike do not own. I'm going there. The Clicky oh, Post. Yeah. I knew you were. <laughs> I knew you, you were. You better get on that because he will not <laughs> let you down. If you're gonna call it the you need to have the domain name too. Yes, Mike. Mike, you should buy the Clicky Post and start up like a a, 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 site, of, a site about puppies or something like that. I don't know. I'm checking. <laughs> no, is it the, the the domain is available. You need to get it yeah. quick before. All right, gets I need to get on there. I'll do it today. Yeah, I'll do, it today. do. Yeah. Somebody's gonna jump in and grab it. But uh, yeah, so the blog is just clickypost.com. Um, there's a giveaway going on right now. Not to give a little shout out to that, but little incentive maybe but (laughs) there you go so i am also on twitter at clicky post i'm not as active on twitter uh, as i am on instagram and my instagram is at mr mike dudek 
that's primarily where, because I'm a very visual person, I end up posting a lot of stuff there just because I like to see it too. So uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, between you and Ed Jelly, y'all's photography just puts me to shame. Like the way you style <laughs> everything is like, like I'm embarrassed some days when I look at the posts that I look at the pictures I've taken. I'm like, well, I really have to post this up there. <laughs> not, guys, not at all, man. Guys, not at all. It's gonna make me step. It's gonna make me step my game up. These so. guys, these youngins, are putting you to shame, Dowdy. <laughs> I know, man. I'm glad to see it. Hey, that's you know, this it's all about c- community here in the in the pen blogosphere, and you know, I love these guys and gals out, out there, and they do awesome work, and I want to make sure it gets recognized easy as that simple mm-hmm. all right if you want to catch up with me and brad's a couple of ways you can do that you want to go to thepanaddict.com that's <laughs> where you'll find brad's blog and he is also uh, at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m on twitter and i am i mike i am y-k-e i would like to uh wish you all a very happy holidays I hope that you all get the pens and the inks that you wish for. Um, and uh, I'm sure that Brad will say the exact same. Absolutely. And you get to have some lovely stocking fillers of some description that will satisfy your pen addict needs. And we'll be <laughs> back with, a, with another episode before, before the year is out. Be one yes, more we're going mo- Monday next week again. Monday next week, so you get another early episode. Um, Special holiday schedule. Indeed. So we'll be back uh, again next week. I'm sure Brad will have some sort of pen-related goodness that he receives for Christmas that we can talk about, I have no doubt. We shall see. So thank you, Mr. Dudek, again. Thank you, Brad. And uh, we'll be back for another episode of the show next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Oh, say goodbye, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Brad.